I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Well, hi, hello, and welcome in to Inside Cajun Nation, another edition, if you will. I'm George Faust. As always, Madeline Adams on that side of the desk. And, hey, we're talking football on this week's show as the Cajuns secured their second win of the season with a convincing victory over Ohio University. The 49-14 win marks the sixth time under head coach Billy Napier that the Cajuns have beat a non-conference opponent at Cajun Field. And Madeline, that makes it 6-0 for UL in those such games, as you said. And we'll hear from Coach Napier coming up later on in the show about why they were so successful and what they did that pleased him when it comes to that running game. Yeah. Also, we'll check in with the Raging Cajun soccer program. Coach Lance Key sits down for a conversation about his young team and the very tough schedule they've set forth this season. We're looking forward to that. Plus, Madeline and I will look ahead to the Cajuns' next matchup. What do we think about that contest with Georgia Southern as the Sun Belt opener looms as UL gets set for that conference game, conference opening game on the road next Saturday. All of that and more on this edition of Inside Cajun Nation as we start it up and start it off with a recap of the game between the Bobcats and the Cajuns. All right, Vegas had them as a 20-point favorite. Maybe Vegas knows something about the Cajuns that we don't. I, I would have bet the farm and lost. UL 5-0 heading into the contest under Napier against non-conference opponents. We just told you that updated stat. First quarter, Levi Lewis finds the touchdown completion to John Stevens Jr. The Cajuns take that 7-0 lead. Stevens with his second TD of the season at that point. It was his only catch of the first first half, second quarter. How about the freshman running back, Montreal Johnson? What a night for him. Wild Cajun takes its snap, goes in from six yards out, up 14-0. U.S. defense did some work in the first half. Taylor Humphrey with a big defensive stop there, but Ohio does get on the board. What a play here. Bobcats quarterback Armani Rogers hits the other quarterback, Curtis Rourke, who fires to O'Shawn Allison, and it was 14-7 in the second quarter. Now, Johnson, he's going to do it again for the Cajuns, this time up the middle for the short gain. The touchdown is good, and the Cajuns go up 21-7. to And Montreal Johnson would score another touchdown right after halftime. That would put the Cajuns up 28-7, but big night brewing for him. Third quarter now, Rourke escapes the pocket, tries to toss it down the field, but he fumbles it. It is recovered by Acadiana product, Braylon Traha. Then on the ensuing drive, Levi Lewis fakes the handoff, rolls out, and an Ohio Bobcat is there to intercept it back to back turnovers and uh, the Ohio Bobcats would capitalize. We go to the late third quarter. Rourke hits Ty Walton for a 21 yard touchdown pass. Nice and catch uh, there. look at what look at how he celebrates. He hits the yeah. Dougie real quick. There we go. Oh, yeah. He does get flagged for and got, yeah, excessive which celebration. Was, which was kind of lame to throw a flag on that. <laughs> the true freshman, Montreal Johnson. Hey, if you didn't know his name before Thursday, now you <laughs> do. This was his fourth touchdown. He had 84 yards on 13 carries. That TD makes it 35-14. Raging Cajuns overall, the run game had 312 rushing yards. A massive night for the rushing attack. Here's veteran... Chris Smith in the Wildcat makes his way into the end zone. Touchdown. It is 42 to 14 UL. And finally, to top it all off, 
Chandler Fields. Hey, Raider Pride. Roll Rumble Raiders. Red, white, and blue. Roll Rumble Raiders. Ramble on. You is that a fight song? You still remember the, the Rumble fight song? Yeah. Hey, he tosses it to John Stevens Jr. for a 13-yard <laughs> touchdown pass. 49-14 Cajuns. And that would be all she wrote Thursday night from Cajun Field. Here's head coach Billy Napier after the game. I want to thank all the people that came out tonight. You know, I know it's uh, tough um, when it's a, uh, you know, middle of the week, you know, game, but certainly the people uh, that showed up affected the game. We certainly appreciate the support. Another great student, um, you know, showing, man. It's awesome to see that. I know our players appreciate that. And certainly to represent our university and our community on national TV is a big deal. So we're thankful for that. I just really want to, um, to, you know, I think our staff did an unbelievable job, you know, really um, taking the first two weeks experience uh, and using that to motivate our team, make the necessary adjustments, uh, their input, you know, into what our team needed to hear. Um, and, you know, the way that we went about getting ready for this game, I think was huge. So the staff did a terrific job. Um, you know, just their input from a leadership standpoint, I thought was awesome. And certainly, uh, we coached much better in the game. And um, more importantly, I thought our players played with a certain level of pride. Um, you know, we, we, we've been embarrassed, to be quite honest about it. And uh, I knew last week that we were on to something when we stood in the locker room after a win. Um, and nobody was really pleased with the way we won. And I think that's a good thing, right? I think that when there's a standard and expectation for not only winning the game, you know, but how you do it, right? Um, I think that speaks to the veteran team that we have. Uh, they accepted the challenge and took ownership, and uh, we played much better. That's, that's more like it. Um, there's certainly going to be 8, 10, 12 plays in that game that we can do much better. Uh, but we, stuck, we took some steps forward in the areas of our team where we, we haven't been performing well. Uh, and that's always good to see. So we'll put this game to bed with the players tomorrow, um, run and lift them and give them two days off this weekend and show back up Monday and start getting ready for conference play. Um, we certainly all know how important that is. So I'm really pleased with the progress. You know, I think the big thing is, you know, after Texas, you know, I really thought we blocked them pretty well at times. You know, I think, Last week, we had mental errors. Um, we had fundamental technique issues. Uh, we had communication issues, uh, all things that were very correctable. And then I also think that from a design standpoint last week, we didn't necessarily call the correct plays against the type of fronts and things that we were seeing. So it was part coaching. Um, that's a veteran group, right? And the exciting thing to me is we've got some young players that are, that are playing Gilly and Jack Harrington both rolling in there throughout the game um, that performed well. Oh, yeah. Uh, up front tonight, the uh, old lineman did their job. You know, uh, huge shout out to my old lineman, man. They they opened up the holes. They were able to get through for big games. And, yeah, it starts up front. They did their job. In the first two games, we've been rolling the backs like we always do. You know, uh, Chris Amani and Montreal, all three, I thought, came to play tonight. You know, I mean, I think their attitude, their demeanor, uh, the precision in which that they played, their eye discipline footwork, 
Uh, and, you know, simply put, we just blocked them back you know, across the board. I thought every position group did their part relative to affecting the running game. Uh, but Montreal, you know, much like we told you guys in um, training camp, was a bright spot. We've been seeing that, um, you know, for a long time now. So it was good to see that. And certainly I thought all three backs were very effective tonight and uh, went about it the right way. You know, Chris was uh, really good early, you know, close to breaking a few. And I thought Monty was exceptional uh, throughout the night. So, you know, we're, we're a three-back team. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of confidence in all three of those players. And I think, like I've told you guys before, Amani and Montreal will only continue to improve as they get more experience. And we saw a little bit of that tonight. All right, still to come on the show, we'll get more reaction from the players on their win over Ohio. Just what do the players think about this win as opposed to that win against Nichols? That's next on Inside KG Nation. Stay with us. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. And welcome back to the show, Raging Cajuns. Winners again as UL dominated Ohio 49-14 in that game at Cajun Field on Thursday. And Madeline, UL was favored by 20. I didn't know if that would happen, but it did indeed with that 49-14 win. I would have been in trouble. Yeah, it's a good thing you didn't bet the farm, George, <laughs> because the Cajuns were firing on all cylinders. I was there to catch up on all the action last night. They earned their second win of the season. I have a recap for you. Vintage Raging Cajun football Thursday night as the run game took it to the next level. The rushing attack having its biggest impact up to this point in the season. True freshman Montrell Johnson had his breakout game. If you didn't know his name before, now you do. Four touchdowns for number four, 84 yards on 13 carries. Veteran Chris Smith also added a rushing touchdown. All around 312 rushing yards as Louisiana claims the 49-14 win over Ohio. In the first two games, we've been rolling the backs like we always do. You know, uh, Chris Amani and Montreal, all three, I thought, came to play tonight. You know, I mean, I think their attitude, their demeanor, uh, the precision in which that they played, their eye discipline footwork. Uh, and, you know, simply put, we just blocked them back you know, across the board. I thought every position group did their part relative to affecting the running game. Uh, but Montreal, you know, much like we told you guys in um, training camp, was a bright spot. We've been seeing that, um, you know, for a long time now. So it was good to see that. And certainly, I thought all three backs were very effective tonight and uh, went about it the right way. You know, Chris was uh, really good early, you know, close to breaking a few. And I thought Monty was exceptional uh, throughout the night. So, you know, we're, we're a three-back team. We've got a lot of confidence in all three of those players. And I think, like I've told you guys before, Amani and Montreal will only continue to improve as they get more experience. And we saw a little bit of that tonight. You know, the work he was putting in, you know, just uh, him developing the game and letting it come that quick, especially playing on a different level, was amazing. You know, he just did an outstanding job. 
and um, going through training camp and learning, you know, step one, step two, all the way, all the way step three, you know, you just played it his true intentions and uh, did his job. I asked head coach Billy Napier after the game what the attitude was like in the locker room after a win like this. He said he overheard players say that was raging Cajun football. That was the performance they expect from themselves. They'll move into conference play next week facing Georgia Southern on the road covering UL football at Cajun Field. I'm Madeline Adams for Caleb Y News 10 Sports. All right, Madeline, good job there. Well, <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of the biggest differences between this week and the Nichols win was the way the team performed and then responded to the win. Yeah, the team reacted differently because they feel like they actually earned this win, played at a high level to their very high expectations. And you could definitely tell a difference in the attitude of the players after the game as they examine the win and kind of go over all that took place. We needed those first two games was not raising Cajuns. That was not raising Cajun football. Um, so we needed this. We need to get back to ourselves and um, we'll throw this away after 24 hours and get ready for um, conference play. You know, we're going to enjoy this win and, and get ready for how we were supposed to play. Just keeping our foot on the gas pedal, you know, don't let loose. You know, we had a good day. But now it's time to, you know, get get even more better. You know, that's what uh, that's what Coach Luke's always preaches about us all the time. You know, taking another step up, taking it to another level, and that's what we intend to do. So even I don't like to keep harping on the past, but after Texas, you know, we we had the same mindset, and we still went in the nickels and 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 didn't play as well. So I guess we really we were tired of talking about. It. We was just so tired of, well, we should have done this better. Let's do this better. We just came out and did it today. And, um, you know, one thing I had um, challenged these guys, we went to a movie um, last night, Marvel's movie. And it was a lady, and she was an older lady, and it was a younger lady. The younger lady always doubted herself. She gave up on things. And I think that was some of the things that we were doing. And this older lady, she told them, she told the girl, she said, if you never aim at something, you never hit anything. So I challenged them to come out here, let's aim at something and hit it. If you never tried it, you never know. So. I told him, let's go out here full gas. If you miss it, your brother's going to be here to make it. And, um, you know, that was a challenge. And those guys, man, they, they, they did a heck of a job. We had to play violent tonight. That was a big, you know, thing we was working on through practice. You know, coach was always preaching, being more violent runners, uh, re having good eye discipline, just uh, having, uh, you know, that good mentality to keep running the ball, just being unorthodox, you know, just – playing with a different mentality, you know, just because we have all 11 guys coming at us and we have to have a different mindset. Just, you know, just run the ball and just keep chopping and keep running. And that's what, that's what you know, basically being violent means, you know, just having a good mindset, a good mentality to keep pushing. Yeah, so we we knew um, 18 got in the game that he was going to be the running quarterback uh, a lot more than number seven. And um, they were running uh, counter GY with the running back. So we, we, we fit GY, we only have two uh, guys that fit. So they have three guys that were pulling. So um, once uh, Coach Tony seen that, we made an adjustment at halftime. We put the safety in a fit to help both of the backers. And um, that it was no more of that play. So that, that was a good job by them, by uh, knowing what we do. And, uh, but we adjusted to it after halftime. Just effort, effort. and. Um, just um, really locking down on the pass coverage because that's what um, – and quarterback scramble. So uh, that was our main thing, and uh, we keep them in the pocket. And it's going to be hard to catch some balls on our DBs, and 
that's exactly what we did. All right, so Madeline, effort, it always works. So, you know, attitude and effort, two things you can control. That's it. Every morning, every day when you get up. All right, Inside Cajun Nation returns. We take a break from the gridiron and talk football. But Rage Again, you UL head coach Lance Key stops by the show to discuss his team's young roster and what they hope for this season. You don't want to miss it. That's next on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to the show. This is Inside Cajun Nation. Madeline Adams here, George Faust there, and we have a lot more in store for you now. That's it. Look, I had a chance to chat with Lance Key uh, earlier, and we talked about Raging Cajun soccer. Obviously, the tough, tough schedule that they played non-conference-wise, getting them set up for that Sunbelt Conference and uh, making a run in the Sunbelt. Here's some of that conversation. I'm looking at that schedule, man. That's brutal. Uh, what do you hope a schedule like that does? Because you're taking some lumps on the chin, but uh, but when you get to conference play, I'm expecting that you think that that'll battle test you for for conference. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, we you know we want to win. We want to be a, a a championship contender. We want to we want to go into conference play and and try to position ourselves with with uh, conference tournament buys and and. Uh, the advantages that come with that, and and you know we've made two consecutive conference semifinals, the first time in the history of our program, and and but we've never made a final, and and we certainly want to do that, and we think that we have the talent. I would say that from a talent standpoint and ability, uh, we're as talented as we've been in, in the three years that we've been here, but we're really young, uh, and 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 naive in some areas, and so I, I think the way that you that you work through naivety is is to have to mature through experiences. And that's certainly what we've had to do. We haven't really had a choice. Uh, you know, we wanted to put together a very rigorous non-conference schedule um, and, and subject our kids to the, the level that we want to play at so that, so that they know where we're trying to go. And, and so let's go play the best games that we can find. That's, that's kind of been a scheduling philosophy of mine for as long as I've coached. Is let's go, pick, go find the best games we can find. And we'll figure out where we are and what we need to do to get there. And then that gives us some focus and some, you know, some, uh, I think, intent in terms of how we prepare our kids week in and week out. Do you see things that you're excited about with regards to those young players and how they are, are maturing as the season wears on? Absolutely. We've got a, I mean, we've got a number of freshmen. We've also got some transfers. Um, you look at a, a Libby Harper, uh, an Anna Grossinger, and a Julieta Lamardo. All three of those transferring in after playing two years at previous institutions, and all three have been immediate contributors for us. Uh, they've all been starting and playing the majority of, of most of the matches. And so they've got some experience. Uh, and, and then as you look around them, we've got a mixture of, of returners uh, as well as new young freshmen who are playing college matches for the first time in their career. Uh, you know, a lot of schools, I think, benefited from kind of from the COVID year and, and retaining some of their fifth year players um, in our cycle. It just didn't really work out that way. So we're very young and there's some teams that we're playing that are very mature and very experienced. And so we're seeing a little bit of the naivety and certain elements of the game coming out uh, in particular in these first these first few matches. But again, I think I think over the course of this past weekend, although we went one and one, I think we were started to showing started to show some signs of maturity 
Um, and, and, and the younger players that, you know, they've played at a high level, but they haven't played in the college game. You know, they've played in a high level in their respective countries or with their respective club teams. But the college game's a little different. And the turnaround and, and the quickness uh, of recovery between a Friday and a Sunday, uh, the type of travel that you, that you go through, you know, these are all new experiences for a lot of them. And, and I think the experience on the front end of the season, as I said, is all, is all set up to prepare them to be successful on the back end. All right, so don't go away. After the break, well, we've got more for you. You're watching Inside's Cajun Nation. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the show. So look, if you if you made it this far, why don't you get up out of bed, do a little lap, you know, get, congratulate yourself on making it 30 minutes. I didn't know where this and, was going. So. I, I know. <laughs> I, I didn't know where it was going either. I just it just popped into my head. Uh, but congratulate yourself on getting through the show with us. We appreciate it. I'm George. She's uh, Madeline. And this is where we reflect, give our takeaways from this week's contest. I will start, uh, George. I said it in my package. I said it in my story. This looked like vintage Raging Cajun football. Like head coach Billy Napier said, they are a three-back team. They were completely that on Thursday night. You know, you had obviously Montrell Johnson, the true freshman, which is yeah. super impressive, uh, having a big game, four touchdowns for number four. You have Amani Bailey and, of course, veteran Chris Smith. And if you look at years past where you had Raymond Kale, uh, Trey Regis, Elijah Mitchell, then the following year you had Elijah Mitchell, Trey Regis, Chris Smith. So <laughs> you're, you're getting back to, you know, what Billy Napier likes, the three-back system. Uh, and all three of them, you know, even though Monty Bailey didn't have a touchdown, he was very impactful in that run game last night. The so crazy was, thing is they still have other guys who yeah, can do the job. Yeah, yeah, like, TJ Wisham, yeah. T.J. Wisham. Yeah. Karen Crow. Uh, yeah, Kendra K Williams. K yeah, Kendra. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys who can contribute. And that's where we kind of saw the depth of this running back yeah. room. Uh, and, and I mean, hey, that's, that's been the key to success or one of the keys to success for Raging Cajuns football uh, over the years. And so to see them get back to kind of what they're used to last night, 312 rushing yards, yeah. really impressive performance from the running back group. And so I don't go far off from that, yeah. from my takeaway of that game against Ohio, a 49-14 win and gave the Cajuns their second win of the year. So they're two and one now. Well, I just go a little bit up closer to the ball okay. where the offensive line has yeah. kind of uh, asserted themselves. And I, yeah. I, I almost said this to, in the press conference on Thursday night, and I, 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 I held back. It's not, <laughs> not, it wasn't anything bad. It was just I was going to say, because I asked him about the offensive line. Mm -hmm. I asked Coach Napier about that. And, and when <laughs> I was like, man, you guys were winding up holes. Uh, that Madeline and I could run through. You know, that's what I was going to say. And you know, I'm always always trying to get a get a laugh. Right. So, uh, but but it's true. They yeah. were they were they were knocking Pete, uh, Ohio off the ball. Had no trouble with their defensive yeah. line. Was they, and I think uh, you heard Coach Napier say early in the show about the fact that look in the Nichols game. We were blocking, but we were doing something. It was either wrong technique or something. Mm -hmm. What we we blocked the guy through the wrong hole or whatever it was. Yeah. That that situation got alleviated in yeah. the Ohio game, 
And that's what you expect to see with regards to the running game being able to do what they need to do. And also, they got to be able to block to pass, too. So, yeah. Levi had one blemish. I think mm -hmm. I, it looked like he short-armed the ball that he threw the interception on. So, But it, you got to have time to pass as well. Yeah. And I think the O-line has been impressive to me growing over those first three games. Yeah, and I mean, I know we talked a lot about the offense, but really in all three phases Thursday night, the Cajuns, like we said, were firing on all cylinders. Like yeah. you heard uh, linebacker Lorenzo McCaskill saying they were, they were able to make the adjustments necessary only uh, or holding Ohio to only two touchdowns. Uh, and so, you know, it's it, it was a huge night for the defense as well. Um, and so I think really this game, uh, like head coach Billy Napier said in, in the post game, this was Raging Cajuns football. They, right. they, you know, they didn't meet their expectations that they set for themselves against Nichols. They got back to it in all three phases against Ohio. And so that brings us to this coming week where they will t open up Sunbelt Conference play. They go on the road to take on Georgia Southern. Yep. And, you know, we, we each have kind of an idea of what's going to happen in that contest. Both of us believe yep. That uh, the Cajuns will win. Here's here's my pick. Uh, I, I got. I think they're going to put up some points in this game. I, I really mm -hmm. do. Forty-two, uh, and and kind of throw in seventeen for them because I don't think that uh, they'll uh, they'll actually score much more than that. Um, Forty-two, seventeen. I think the Cajuns get the win yeah. uh, on the road and start the Sun Belt play one and zero. Yeah. Well, over the past couple of years, at least that I've seen this team, they are really road warriors. Uh, yeah, they always right. do really well on the road. Obviously, this year the uh, Texas game, but obviously you consider the kind of opponent Texas is. But the Cajuns have just traditionally been really good on the road, especially under head coach Billy Napier. I think they'll get this win. I'm kind of being generous to Georgia Southern yeah. with 28 points. Uh, but, I mean, UL's, the, the, if they play the way they played this week, man, I, I don't think that there's any way they go uh, to Statesboro. Statesboro, is that where Georgia Southern is, yeah, I that believe? That sounds good. Yep. <laughs> I don't think they go there uh, and come home with, with an That's L. I think I the think way. they will uh, They'll win 41-28. I'm on the same page as you, George. I think the offense is going to continue to put up points. I mean, they, might, gonna... they might honestly put up more than that uh, if, they, hey, if they're on a roll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if, if like I said, if they play the way that they play uh, against Ohio, they, they meet their expectations, uh, this team can put a lot of points on the board and they can hold teams to, uh, to very few points. So very interested to see what they do against Georgia Southern. Well, good stuff there. All right, well, we will wrap this up. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We hope you have a great week. We will see you next time on Inside Cajun Nation. Same time, same place, Sunday, 1035. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great week.